From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Dr. Yana Shaw spoke with us in the fall about the need for flu vaccination. Now that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is reporting widespread flu activity throughout the United States, we invited Dr. Shaw back to talk about what's happening in central New York. Uh, Dr. Yana Shaw specializes in pediatric infectious disease. She's an associate professor of pediatrics, also of public health and preventive medicine at Upstate. And I thank you for being here. Good morning, Amber. So I've heard this referred to as the earliest and most severe flu outbreak in years. Is that what you're seeing in this area? Well, uh, you know, we certainly this year have early influenza activity compared to the last year. But historically, looking at the CDC reporting, um, uh, influenza has come in early, uh, this early in the past. And uh, you may remember the 2009 pandemic influenza season that has started actually during summer. So, you know, we'll look back several years. This is not all that unusual compared to last year. This this is an early influenza season. Is it influenced by the uh, weather? Well, I I wonder if it's more the human behavior that influences the transmission. You know, certainly, you know, very cold weathers alone will not help um, the virus, but it's the human behavior. Maybe people are staying indoors more. They are more likely to get together and be in crowded conditions that will enable transmission of the virus. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, in central New York, are you seeing that more people are getting sick with flu symptoms? Um, Are the flu symptoms more severe than previous years? Mm -hmm. What's, What's it like? Uh, so Central New York um, has been uh, particularly hard hit with um, the flu this year. Uh, we certainly had most cases looking at the New York State Department of Health uh, data and their map. And we are also one of the first ones to sort of um, experience influenza this season. Um, so, yeah, I agree that um, our area uh, has been struggling with flu and a lot of flu. If you're hospitalized with the flu, what does... Uh what, ha- what kind of care do you get? What does the hospital provide? So the care depends on uh, the patient's need. Um, depending on how ill you are when you end up in the hospital, um, the treatment can consist simply of supporting you uh, with fluids, uh, with hydrations, with IV. In patients where we suspect uh, that they did develop uh, secondary bacterial complications, you would you could get antibiotics. We tend to always treat with um, antiviral medications uh, um, in all patients who are admitted for influenza. Um, Some patients require high level of care. They end up in ICU, so sometimes ventilatory support is is required. So I guess it will really depend on um, uh, what your complications are. Okay. Um, Any idea why? (laughs) Is it the age of the population here? Is it the... So I think that uh, certainly we always want to know why, so we can then correct things in the future or uh, minimize impact. But I don't think in this particular instance we will have an answer. It's possible that Syracuse area is a hub for, you know, going east, going west. Maybe this is where people travel quite a bit. We, of course, have a large university, you know, that brings in young people and a lot of transit. So um, we, uh, I certainly have not seen any reports that would explain why Central New York uh, had been uh, particularly uh, hard hit with influenza. Well, and and when we say it's particularly hard hit, some people end up in the hospital with the flu, right? Yeah. So that's the you know biggest concern about influenza is that 
the range of the disease um, can um, look like just, um, um, you know, muscle aches, headaches, fevers with abrupt onset. But what's really concerning with influenza is the, that it can be very severe and bring people in the hospital, can lead to severe complications and, um, you know, ICU admissions, intensive care unit admissions, and death. So it's the complications, really, that would make someone be hospitalized. Correct. So the complications, you know, occur, especially among people who have uh, underlying medical conditions, people who may have asthma, diabetes, children who are young, you know, typically we think of children less than five and especially less than two years of age as particularly high risk for complications. And then um, um, a variety of adult conditions, as I mentioned, even in you know people who have cancer and are immunosuppressive medications, those are at high risk for severe and complicated influenza. So, how do you know, as um, a person who's you know maybe got some a headache and a fever, how do you know if you um, are going to develop the complications and you need to? be hospitalized or if you just need to sort of do the rest in fluids Mm -hmm. at home, how do you tell? Yeah, so that can be hard um, uh, to tell because influenza, you know, can look like um, any other infection that starts. You know, you don't feel well, you may have fever, you may have headaches, muscle aches. But the way one should uh, sort of raise their own uh, red flag and concern is if you are not healthy in a baseline, if you are heavy, maybe you have asthma, all those conditions I mentioned earlier, you should call your provider early on and just ask them, listen, these are the symptoms I'm having. Do you think I could have flu? Because there are things you can do to protect yourself from those severe complications. So you mentioned, I mean, people with underlying health conditions, are pregnant women considered at high risk if they have symptoms? Yes, yeah, thank you for bringing it up. Uh, Pregnant women um, are in particular risk. Um, They were at very high risk during the pandemic 2009 influenza. We saw numerous deaths among pregnant women. And similarly, uh, this year, you know, 30% of um, the hospitalizations occur among uh, pregnant women. And I've also heard, like, in terms of the symptoms that um, with the flu, that it's like other infections, perhaps like a cold or whatever, but that it um, comes on suddenly. So, like, if you you can sort of pinpoint the moment you started feeling bad, that maybe that's an indicator that it's the flu. Is that... Is that right? Yes. So that's what people who had flu uh, describe. You know, I feel I was hit by a brick. You know, it comes on very suddenly, severe headaches, severe muscle ache, uh, joint pains. People end up uh, bedridden. You know, cold is not flu in general. Uh, Influenza is... um, throwing you in bed, you will stay in bed for for an extended period of time. So for people who are lucky and don't end up in a hospital, they tend to lose quite a bit of um, time at work. So that's sort of another downside of getting ill with influenza is that you will be out of work for a while. How long does it last? So it depends on an individual. It can last up to a week, and um, then you will uh, continue uh, just feeling tired and sort of having slow recovery um, and uh, regaining strength. Uh, So flu tends to wipe us out. So you may be wiped out for a week, but then also still not really back to yourself right. for a while the, after. Correct. So the convalescence alone, the sort of healing stage, can take a few weeks. 
This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with pediatric infectious disease expert, Dr. Yana Shaw. We're talking about this year's flu season, which the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is reporting as uh, having widespread flu activity throughout the United States. What does um, what is the flu like doing in the body? Does it stay in the respiratory tract, or what is it doing that's making us feel so bad? So influenza is a respiratory virus, yes, so it enters our body through our noses and throats, and it um, infects those sites. And as the immune system is coming in trying to help, it creates a storm, essentially. It creates a response, immune response, that alone um, uh, can be damaging. Um, You know, there is a fine balance between what the immune system does for us to protect us and clear infection, but also what it can do to make us even sicker. Uh, So what the flu does, it will infect the respiratory system, bring in those um, uh, cells that fight uh, fight it, Uh, but what it also disrupts that uh, respiratory systems and can lead to what we call secondary bacterial infection when people can end up with serious bacterial complications. Is there, maybe this is the million-dollar question, but is there anything that we can do to hasten its exit from our body? Can Mm -hmm. we flush it out in some way? Um, Yes, so one of the most effective way to respond is to get treated early. Uh, We have effective antivirals. Um, uh, Your audience might have heard of Tamiflu or Oseltamivir. It's um, um, widely available medication. It's safe. And if used early, it can mitigate um, the symptoms and protect you from ending up in the hospital. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. And obviously, you know, taking uh, time to rest, taking time to heal, lots of fluids, um, those sort of uh, grandma or, uh, recommendations, they're uh, always chicken, true. Chicken noodle Ch- soup. Chicken noodle and, soup. <laughs> um, fluids, uh, water, um, electrolyte solution? What, um, you know, so I would, um, I'm hesitant to in general recommend what kind of particular fluids as long, uh, you know, you don't use soda and you don't uh, overly sweeten beverages, teas, uh, but lemon and honey um, are are always safe. Um, water to supplement uh, your fluid intake is always good. If you are doing the fluids and rest at home, um, how do you know if you have turned a corner and gotten if you've gotten worse? Do you need to be seen? Yeah. So if you if you stay home and you sort of take your time to heal and um, and um, in a couple of days you're not feeling better, your fever is not going away, um, you're feeling sicker. You should most importantly call your provider if you haven't done it earlier and ask to be seen. Okay. Now we're in the midst of this flu season. Is it too late to get? A flu vaccine if people put it off this late? So it's not late. Uh, we vaccinate through March, sometimes April. It really depends on the um, uh, influenza season. So it's absolutely not late. Uh, the vaccines that we have uh, protect against three different or four different uh, virus strains. So even if you end up infected with one strain, the vaccine can still protect you against other strains. Okay, so it's not too late. If you get vaccinated now, you're protected through this season at least, right? That's correct. Um, I've read some things, though, about the flu vaccine not being very effective this season. So uh, vaccine, vac- I'm sorry, vaccine effectiveness um, 
depends on the type of virus that circulates during the season and depends on the virus strains that are in the vaccine. So we don't have uh, vaccine effectiveness estimates for this season yet. We are extrapolating um, the information or projecting on what it might be like from the last season. And the reason why we can do that, at least you know, guess or make educated guesses because the majority of the strains that circulate this year are similar to the one that circulated last year. It's the H3N2 strain. Um, that's the one that's been infecting most uh, um, people in the U.S. Um, based on the national data, you know, over 80% of people had this type of strain. And that's the strain that can be particularly difficult to vaccinate against because it changes so quickly. It changes during the season? It can change during the season, yes. Um, so I've heard H3N2 before. Um, if if a person had the flu, the H3N2 flu, last year or the year before, would they have protection against it this season? So they may if the strain remains similar to the one uh, last year. Um, but we know that this particular strain can change even during um, during one season. Um, and uh, we should remember also that um, the vaccine, when it's designed and with, when the vaccine strains are recommended, those decisions are made early in the, in the um, year. So um, typically in January, CDC will decide what strains will be uh, represented in the vaccine. So, you know, between January and by the time the flu season hits, uh, the virus had time to change its appearance. So that will impact um, the vaccine effectiveness. And H3N2 is the strain that likes to do that. So it's sort of a prediction they have to make several months ahead of time so that there's time to make the vaccine and distribute it, right? Exactly. You know, it takes six months to make an influenza vaccine. So um, the experts, they make educated guesses or predictions or projections, uh, whatever we want to call them. Uh, But they are not perfect um, because the nature is not perfect. Right. Well, thank you very much. This has been very informative. My guest has been Dr. Yana Shaw. She's an expert in pediatric infectious diseases. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.